Hello? Hi, it's Robert. Do you want to be on the show? Never call me again. Hello, welcome. My name is Robert, and this is Never Call Me Again. Hello, Robert. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Craig. How are you? Doing well. Tell us about yourself. You, um, you're a really interesting guy, and you've come up with a really interesting concept towards podcasting, and we would love to hear about that. Of course. Uh, well, in my current role, I serve as chief strategy officer of a company called RNCPMK, which is one of the nation's largest entertainment and culture marketing firms. And in that role, I look at our companies and our clients and we examine where they're going in the future, where they want to be, what they want their relationship to consumers to be, what, where, how society is changing, where things are going. And then we reverse engineer how to make those visions happen. Well, it occurred to me in that process that there are a whole lot of subject matters outside the ones that I work on on a day-to-day basis uh, that are questions of society and experts and all kinds of really amazing people out there who are doing that every single day, looking at what the future could look like um, and how we get there and how they reframe their current understanding. So whether you know, one of our upcoming episodes, which is with the head of a comedy empire, and he's looking at what does comedy look like in today's world, or another episode that's coming up where it's a, a, a very prominent physician talking not about COVID-19, but how we reframe our relationship uh, to our doctors. Like, what does it even mean? Why, why does that relationship exist? And how do we make the most of it? So it's really about some incredible individuals with really amazing everyday stories sharing their perspectives on the world as they want it to be and what they do in it now and how we get there. You know, comedy that, um, I was actually thinking about that the other day. And so it's funny that you bring it up It, um, you know, in the eighties and nineties, if you went to see a comedian, every single thing they said was incredibly politically incorrect. And, and, and so I was wondering the other day if, somebody went on a stage today and and performed one of those one of those routines how how well would they do and 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 you have to think probably not very well the the world is evolving um so quickly why did you decide to put the message you're putting out um in the form of a podcast over you know versus anything else well and I and by the way, I agree with you on the on, on the comedy question. It's actually one of the central topics that we discussed in that upcoming episode. But with a podcast, you know, I think I tend to look at podcasts more expansively um, than than many people. In that we do a video recording and we put it out across not just every podcasting platform, but then social tidbits. It's in my wheelhouse, and it's just my normal way of doing things for my job. That we we put things in places where people can reach them in in a lot of different ways. In this case, you know, I think in the last year and a half, particularly in the course of the pandemic, podcasts have been an opportunity to engage in conversation in a way that differs from essays and articles and short news interviews. When we look at television, for example, you're often restricted to a 90 second segment. Uh, 
there's not a whole lot that you can cover in 90 seconds. And if you're writing, and I love to write, that essay in print can can often feel overwhelming. It can often feel uh, one-sided and like it's just a point of view. It doesn't necessarily engender conversation. There's something about the spoken word and the spoken word from whether it's one person talking straight to camera to an audience or two people talking to each other, um, and especially when paired with uh, with visuals or with a video recording, that allows, I think, for a greater feeling of relationship uh, with a listener and allows for more thoughtful discussion. I think one of the things is we see a whole lot of people who are really, really happy with their 90-second segments on, that they watch on their morning news shows, Good Morning America or Today Show, but are also really, really happy with their 30-minute segments that they listen to on podcasts. They really find themselves drawn in to the nature and flow of the conversation and story. And I think that we've hit a critical mass with so many people now in that vein that it becomes a prime opportunity to have a conversation with people as opposed to just putting something out there on paper or in a, in a shorter segment. The World According to Craig, and that is the name of the podcast. And, it, and this is also available on YouTube in, in video format. The world according to Craig is, is it really the world according to your guest? A hundred percent. It's a little bit tongue in cheek. Um, you could say it's the world according to Craig's friends and guests and, and uh, people Craig admires. Um, you know, it's the, it's certainly the world according to Craig in that uh, I am looking at the people that I invite on and the perspectives that they bring and, and, and what they would say on the show, but not in a censoring way, but in a, in a different perspective and a different uh, light. I certainly have no expertise in building a comedy empire and no expertise in medicine, but have made very careful choices. And I think those are really interesting topics that everyday Americans can relate to. And so to that extent, the world according to Craig is definitely uh, the world according to the people that Craig knows who are smarter, better, prettier, more advanced, and more interesting than Craig. Uh, but every Thursday we do all so have uh, shorter segments, which are my own opinion, but those are secondary to to the interviews. And so when I found you, um, the thing that really appealed to me, and I, I think potentially will appeal to a lot of people, is that um, you, um, so far, and, and over time, and so I, I, I actually got a glimpse of kind of where you are going and what some of the shows <laughs> will be, and I'm not going to give that away. I really want people to tune in and and get an idea of where you're going on their own. I think we live in this time where the one thing that we are not doing, the one resolution that, that we have not come to is um, we're, we're, going to, we're going to continue in this diversity unless we are willing to sit down and talk. And, and that, that includes listening. And, and so that seems to be kind of where you're going that you, it's almost when I, and so when I looked at your, your upcoming, um, show release, I got this sense that you were very much snatching really relevant, um, topics out of, out of what is going on, um, in our, in our society and, and what's going on in the news and, and really what is trending, what we are deferring on, what we are arguing about, what we can't come to terms with. And you're sitting down and having these difficult discussions. Why is that important? Because I think we've, somehow we've gotten away from the idea that we should be having discussions where uh, 
we may disagree or where we may have wildly different opinions, uh, you know, I think the, the history of this country and the, the ethos of this country is one of being willing to engage across the aisle. And now you see both sides engaged in, uh, no matter whether it's in uh, on a neighborhood level or on a congressional level, engaged in this idea of how could you even talk to this person who feels or believes or acts differently than you. And I think that's new where we are. We've always disagreed, um, but we've never been unwilling to have conversations about those agreements. And as you, as you mentioned, in some of the conversations where we're going, it's really about also understanding that we do agree on more than we disagree. We can build from common ground. I think we have been increasingly conditioned to a zero sum game. How could you do X, right? So whether it's Fox News or MSNBC, how could one person possibly believe that? The 74 million people who voted for Donald Trump can't possibly understand why the 81 million people voted for Joe Biden and vice versa. If we simply come from a place of disbelief, we're never going to get anywhere. And so I think that building from a common ground, no matter how little that common ground is the way that we move forward. And it's also the way that we address some of the thorniest issues. I don't think anyone out there thinks that we're, we're aggressively solving some of the thorniest issues that confront us as a society, whether at home in our local cities or nationally. And so if what we're doing isn't working, maybe we could go back to uh, or forward to a new version of what, what did work, which is conversation. And so you're really just removing the, the preconceptions that we have about who someone is, what they represent, what they think, how they feel, and bringing in the reality of this is this person, this is their life, and this is how they how they view these things. Yeah, and it, you know, I think there's a humanity to that, right? Like, it doesn't matter how you feel about that. There are some fascinating statistics and, and fascinating stories out there. And people can be very different from ourselves. Every single one of my guests is incredibly different from me, and yet they're able to share those stories and share what's really common and relatable about them. You know, every single guest that comes on the show has some big picture takeaways for life. Uh, you know, what is the, for the episodes that are out there, you know, what is it like to struggle with forces that are at tension in your world? Um, you know, from Emily Collins from our first episode, who is a, a biracial woman who's married to a white law enforcement officer and who lives in the intersection of fitness and, and inclusion and all of the, the, the messy tension that's in there. There's some big picture questions, but I, and big picture takeaways, like it's okay that life can be messy and that things can be attention. So there are those big picture things are also very relatable based on her own experiences on things we can all identify who hasn't struggled with, you know, identifying with their spouse's different opinions on something or seeing a world out there that reacts very differently than you might react internally. Those things where we can find a way to relate to people based on shared personal experiences perhaps can open our minds to some of the bigger questions. The episode with her was really interesting. I um, And so when I, I listened to it, and when I did, um, as as things were kind of unfolding, and I'm like, oh, so this is where we're going with this, it... Um, you know, there were there were those those preconceptions crept crept started to creep in, and it's easy to to look at someone like her and 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 have these these you've already decided this is who she is, 
this is how she's going to feel about this. These are the battles that she's going to have. And, you know, I think the thing that I, that I got from that is I, I, I personally do not get to determine who you are, how you feel, or, or what box, what little nook and cranny um, I can place you in. That's really up to you to do. Yeah, and I think that's the the important piece of this is when we meet someone, it's really about understanding and accepting who they are. We can disagree with their beliefs. We disagree with where they're coming from, but if we just shout at them and say, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, we won't ever get anywhere. We have to understand and, and, and believe and embrace that this is, this is where they are. Now, if we want them to go somewhere else, if we want them to meet us in the middle, if they, we want to win them over to our philosophical approach, then that's one thing. But you don't start by, if you just started a no, you're never going to get there, right? You, you have to start by understanding who they are and what they believe. You know, and, and that has been, honestly, that's been a blockade for me in the past. Um, you know, this last year has been incredibly, um, it's just kind of sucked. It has been very easy to to look at someone who who thinks differently politically or or on on you know matters of race or, or sociology and determine this is who you are and this is how you feel and this is why you feel this way and and so being able to sit down with somebody who I know thinks very differently than me the plan is to kind of sit down and argue probably not listen and um, get up from the table with absolutely zero resolution. And I, I think that's what a lot of people do. And, and I've been guilty of that. And, and so kind of what you're doing is saying that sit down, listen, discuss, and still be able to, to get up from the table and, and not, not, you know... It's not about saying that this is how you have to feel and you have to come over to this side and, and this is right. It's about saying, listen to my experience, listen to my viewpoint. Let's find the things that we do agree upon and build from there. Certainly. I mean, listen, we've all been there where in the course of the past year, no matter who you supported or where you fell and you hurt on the spectrum, you heard someone and you thought, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> and there are memes about it, and there are blog posts about it, and there, it is natural to be angry and frustrated. And you think, how, how could somebody possibly even do that, right? Like, and it's it, for people who are in challenging circumstances, it can feel like a personal attack. You know, if you're uh, black and you, and you, see the counter uh, point to the Black Lives Matter movement that can feel like personal attack. If you're a law enforcement officer and you see that movement, it can feel like a personal attack. But if we always just focus on where we feel personally attacked and we, we embrace those feelings of being personally attacked, we really get nowhere. Um, I, you know, I think the focus is, and that's a really hard thing to do, is to say, okay, uh, my feelings, my personal feelings are one thing and I need to accept and embrace and process and deal with them. But my personal feelings are also different from the question of how do we build a bridge? How do we understand each other? How do we agree where we don't 
uh, on where we don't agree and where we don't understand each other, unless we get really specific and we can separate our personal feelings and our personal desire to uh, be frustrated or be angry from the question at hand, you know, philosophical questions, questions of law and governance, they don't, they don't have emotions. Laws don't have emotions. And so it is possible to sit down at a table and everyone can be heard. Their feelings should be heard. And when we've heard everyone's feelings, I think we'll understand each other a little bit better, but then we also need to be ready to move to step two, which is, okay, so now everybody said their feelings, what comes next? And I think that's what you talk about when you sit, sit around at the table and, you know, maybe nothing comes out of it, maybe something does, but we've got to move to step two. And there are too many people out there who just want to keep repeating their feelings until the other person gives up or agrees with them. And that's not how you win an argument, much less actually get someone to embrace any type of agreement or middle ground. How often do you, in your daily life, whether you're, you're sitting, with, sitting down with someone for, for an episode or in business or, or in personal life, how often do you, do you run across someone that, on, on, let's say on paper, you know, this is an individual that would be completely opposite of, of who you are, how often do you, do you interact with someone and are able to find some similarities and some common ground and establish um, a future? Absolutely. You know, I think it's a, it's a really interesting question because I think there is almost no one that I've not been able to find some common ground with. And there's definitely no one that I agree with 100%. So he, he, I have my differences with everybody. And listen, the nature of being in a pandemic is you don't see people as often as you like. You don't. You are not out in the world running into people. Uh, but I try to, and so it requires more work, and I try to actively expose myself to different ways of thinking. I read blogs and news sites from both sides of the aisle. I, I watch both MSNBC and Fox News, which can lead to a feeling of whiplash. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I certainly try to expose myself on that uh, to new ideas and new people. You know, I recently started a, a 501c4, which is a nonprofit focus on social education and social good uh, with some co-founders and through that process, it's focused really on LA where I live and it's focused on building common ground in LA on removing zero sum politics from the equation in LA. LA is a, a very unique city in how it approaches its politics. But, you know, that's a good example. And I bring it up because in the last, we, we started at the beginning of the year and in the last 20 days, I've had 60 conversations with people I had never met before, uh, digitally over the phone. Um, and I don't agree 100% with any of them. And yet we have found common ground in every area and we've all found common ground on one fundamental principle, which is that we do want to move forward. We have LA's best interest at heart and we believe that agreement on something, no matter how small, is where we start. And that it, if we look at the city and our lives from that perspective where we can all it's called rise together, where we can all rise together, where we can all win together, as opposed to a zero-sum equation. I think it removes a lot of the emotions, and it, and it allows us to make a lot of progress forward. So, 
it requires a lot of active work and I've happened to have done a lot of it in the last couple of weeks uh, in the launch of the nonprofit, but it certainly is harder in a pandemic time. That is a, um, that is a lot of conversations. And so it, it's interesting. It made, as you were talking about that, it made me think about, you know, and so you've had like 60 conversations, um, which is overwhelming and um, knowing that. And so you are, you are in, episode two of your podcast and a lot of it is is mapped out and so you absolutely know where you're going and I'm thinking okay he's done six he's had these 60 conversations and I and I look at my podcast and I'm I'm a couple of seasons and I'm about to get into season three and so I've had the all of these conversations with people that are very very different from me and very different from my listeners and you know, the thing is that, that I have learned about what I do is with each and every conversation I have, more than anything, I learn about me. I learn something new about me with each conversation. And, and, and so has that been an experience for you? Have you learned something new about yourself? Oh, 100%. I, what's interesting in particular about the first set of guests, because my podcast takes place in person, be it socially distant. So, you know, I have I have known the first set of podcast guests um, in most cases for many years, um, and in some cases we've been quarantining together. And so there, there, there's a, a knowledge and a familiarity. What's interesting is knowing them as well as I do. In every single one of them, we touch on something that I had never realized before. And we do pre-interviews and we all these other things. And we still come across new subject matter and new realizations in the course of where we, where we go in just a half hour conversation. And so I am, I am a firm believer that you can never truly know any other person, but it is certainly an adventure along the way. That's so interesting because that really leads us back to the entire foundation of, of what you do in that we have these, we have these ideas of this is the world. Um, this is this person and this is how this, this party feels and this party feels. And, and, and so we have these pre preconceptions of everything. And I think it's really, really easy to, be in some type of, you know, whether it's a romantic, a working relationship, acquaintances, um, you know, someone you view across the aisle, it's really easy to determine who they are. And sometimes we feel, we feel very okay in doing that because we have this really long-term close relationship that, um, we, it's, it's almost like we, we just feel like we have permission to, to define and, and say, this is the conclusion. This is who you are. And we sit down and have these conversations about things we've never really discussed in this way and find out that we're wrong. How is, how is that felt? <laughs> well, <clears throat> it is certainly, we take licenses and liberties every day with, ourselves and with the people we love and know it can be a challenge and you almost want to apologize um, and say oh my gosh I, I had no idea and sorry um, and so you realize that that other person has also taken license and liberties and so they know where you're coming from 
if there's anything that we take with us from the current uh, health crisis, I think, I hope that it's the intentionality of the conversation. I think that's why the intentionality of action, like you can't just run into somebody anymore. Like you've got to, you've got to make plans, mask up, find a place where you can sit six feet apart, all of those things. In this case, um, podcasts also bring an intentionality, right? We are having conversations that are not dissimilar to the conversation we might have on a Friday night over a glass of wine, and yet are very dissimilar to that because there is a point in intentionality of takeaway. We're aware that there's an audience and that leads to an entirely separate conversation. And so it can be disconcerting at first, but it's also really exciting. I have learned all new things about every single one of these people and that has painted a much richer portrait of who they are in my mind and led to further conversations long after the podcast is over about things and advice that I seek from them and insights. That's interesting, you know, and, and, and so I wasn't, I wasn't jumping on you there and I know you didn't take it that way, but I don't want the listener to think that either. And so I've had guests <laughs> that I have, and so I've contacted somebody and we've, we've had that initial short conversation and I get to this point where I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm just like, man, how is this going to go? Is this, is this going to be worthwhile? And I get these preconceptions of who someone is and then they come on the show and they blow me away. And I am just like, and, and I've actually had that. And so usually after an episode, I, I have this, I don't know if you've done this where, and so you, you sit down, you've got your format, you record and you're done recording. And then there's this after conversation where that's where the, that's where the really good stuff happens. Um, unfortunately for me, and um, I have I have actually told people, hey, you know, I I entered into this thinking that this is who you were based on what you do. I, I generalized, I stereotyped, and you were unbelievable. And so I think the most amazing thing with with what you are doing potentially is that not only will you discover a whole new person in someone that you know your guests will discover a whole new person um, in their life and um, potentially a whole new them, you know, themselves. And, and it, it's really interesting to know that we could potentially sit down listen to a few of your episodes and understand um, so much more about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, you have the incredible privilege and of being further along in this journey than I have been. So I take all of your advice and insight. Uh, very, it's all well taken on that scene. And, and it, it comports with what I've seen and, and what I've experienced already. Just, uh, you know, we're two episodes in. We filmed about uh, 16 or so. Uh, they're on a, on a rolling basis and on that vein. And I think, yeah, it's, the question is, is the conversation that we're having with the world limited to 30 minutes to an hour? Or is that the prompt? And the conversation is everything that comes after it. I am hopeful that it is the prompt. I'm hopeful that a few people, five, ten, uh, and if we're lucky, more, uh, 500, 1,000, but even just a few people are willing to say, huh, that made me think about something in a different way. And I've had 
friends of mine who have listened to the podcast and said, I, you know, I never, I never really expected to, about that conversation to look at the, that in, in, in a new way. And it made me talk about that with someone else, you know, a, a friend of mine in Florida was listening to it and she, it led her to have a different conversation with a friend of hers. So a friend of mine in Ohio was listening to the podcast and it led her to have a different conversation with a friend of hers. Those are the greatest privileges one at a time, five at a time, 500 at a time. I think it's, it's why I do it. Um, is because it's interesting to me and I, I'm hopeful that it's a value add society. Uh, and I think it's, it's when I listen to your podcast and other podcasts, I, I think that's what I get from it is I'm like, there's just this whole range of people out there and it, it, it's really incredible to me. It's amazing that, um, there is so much outside of, of our world, our realities that, um, we are unaware of. And, um, you know, I, and so I listened to, I've listened to your episode, both, both of the first two episodes, and, and I got a glimpse into the YouTube. Um, initially there were things up that are, that are not up right now. They were kind of teasers. And so those will, those full episodes will be up, um, as they're released for people to watch. And what's interesting is I watched one of your episodes and it changed the way I, I perceived a situation. And, and I reached out to you and we talked about that a little bit. But I had that same exact conversation with people in my life. And um, that, is, that is the hope there that, that you have and that I have with what you're doing is that absolutely this is a segue into you know, people sitting down hearing each other, learning just how, how, how connected we are and how, how similar we are while being different without having to across the board agree, but, to, but, but it absolutely being this prompt of having this conversation within your life, within your world, within your environment. And I, I think that is exactly what is going to happen with what you're doing. And it's amazing. I I am so appreciative of the of the commentary, particularly from someone who's done and and the feedback, particularly from someone who's done so so many of them and so well. Um, I am not a natural born interviewer. I'm not a natural born journalist. I'm not a deep podcaster. Um, I haven't been listening to podcasts for ten years. I'm a, a, a recent convert in the last couple of years. Um, it's such an incredible compliment. It's you know it's really when I think about who's there and the common ground that we can build on these topics. That's what drives me forward every single day. It's what drives me forward with Rise Together. It's what drives me forward in my job. It's this fundamental belief that there is a way that society can move together. Um, and if 10 more people listen to it than before, that's awesome. And if those 10 people know somebody and that that's awesome too. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, I certainly don't think I'm at, at a Mark Maron level, but I think that, the more that we can add in, the more value we can add, the different perspectives we can bring, it's worth it. And so I'll keep trying and keep hoping and 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 I think, you know, perhaps find the, the same success that you and so many others have. I, I disagree. I, I think you absolutely are a natural. And so I'm actually a little jealous of your, <laughs> your video quality is just unbelievable. And so I'm going to, I will put all the links to everything in the show notes because I want people to go out and I want you to listen to Craig's podcast. I want you to see the videos. I want you to, to be prompted to have these conversations in your life and, 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 you know, maybe give a, 
give a give thought to to how you view people and how you view yourselves. And um, I think the thing is, is I think um, when I when I when I listen, when I watch um, what you're doing, I I get this sense that you you absolutely are a natural. Maybe not a natural podcaster. Maybe you are just very human. Maybe you are absolutely very passionate. Um, maybe you are you are naturally a conversationalist, and that's what it takes. It takes um, it takes a real passion, and so um, you absolutely seem to have that. Um, what you do is incredibly inspiring. Um, I I think you absolutely will create a lot of change, and um, I'm I'm very interested to see where this goes. And so, Craig, I would love to have you back on the show. At, at some point, I would love to be able to sit down <laughs> with you and get an idea of how um, the world, according to Craig, has changed in six months. I mean, I absolutely, you have my commitment to do that. I, in six months, it's going to be a very different place. I, I, I already, I can already see it. There's so many things in flux and changing and I, I will say I love to have a good conversation. And so if that translates well to a good podcast, I am grateful. I, I, you know, I appreciate um, your willingness to share it with everyone. I think there's so much coming down the pipeline that's changing in um, the podcast and in the guests that I have and the guests that refer other guests um, and the perspectives that they build. Um, I can't imagine being the same person again in, in six months. Um, and I certainly am going to have a different point of view on a whole lot of things in the world. Um, and, and I think particularly as my engagement with LA and, and the world around us grows as I, as I build on this avenue, it's, it's going to take a lot of time and, and lead a lot of new places. Craig, we, um, we are fans and, and I know you are going to be incredibly successful. I, I know that, the world is, is going to, you're absolutely right. The world is going to be a very different place for all of us in six months. And, um, I, I think to, to a degree, some of that will be due to the work that people like you are doing. And, um, you know, normally I wouldn't have the, you know, I wouldn't say, Hey, let's get the competition on the show and, and pump them. Um, but I don't really view you as competition. I, I view you as, as somebody who is doing something so incredibly different from what I'm doing that um, I, I really would be remiss to not share it. And um, Craig, I, I wish you all the success in the world. I, I think that what you're doing is absolutely amazing. And we can't wait to see what you're going to do next.